This Week in High School Sports recaps wrestling finals from two locations as 56 individual wrestlers and four teams were crowned champions. Hello, I'm John Ross and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. The team wrestling finals were held at Wings Event Center in Kalamazoo on Tuesday, March 30th, and four teams, one in each division, took home the championship trophy. In Division One, Davison knocked off Detroit Catholic Central 29-24, avenging last year's loss to the Shamrocks in the finals. This was Davison's first team wrestling championship since 2006, although they've made the finals five times since then. In Division Two, stop me if you've heard this before, Lowell is your team wrestling champion. This is the Red Arrows' eighth straight team wrestling title. Yes, eight in a row. That's an MHSAA team wrestling finals record. Lowell beat Goodrich 59-7 in the championship match. Dundee is halfway to Lowell's mark. The Vikings won their fourth straight championship in Division Three, beating Whitehall 55-17. It's Dundee's 13th overall title, and the program has advanced to the finals every year since 2007. And finishing in Division Four, Clinton topped New Lothrop 55-9, claiming its second straight team wrestling title. For more on the team wrestling championships, be sure to check out secondhalf.mhsaa.com. Everyone in sports is in search of the elusive perfect game. Making every shot, completing every pass, striking everyone out, getting each call right. That's right, game officials enjoy the competition and seek perfection just like the players do. If you still have that competitive streak and want to help kids by giving back, maybe becoming a high school official is for you. To register, log on to MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with MHSAA Assistant Director Brent Rice. It's hard to go to a basketball game and not sit near other fans who are yelling about the officials not calling three seconds. The three-second rule is one of the most misunderstood rules in the game of basketball. The purpose and philosophy of the rule is to not allow a player who is significantly taller than his or her opponent to camp out in the middle of the lane and create an unfair advantage. The three-second count is in effect whenever an offensive player has at least one foot in the lane and when their team is in possession of the ball. That count stops as soon as a try, a shot, is attempted or a try is imminent. And the count cannot start again until there is control of the rebound. Keep this in mind that the next game you attend. Thanks, Brent. You can be a referee. Just go to the MHSAA website now to register. The individual wrestling championships were held at both Wings Event Center and Van Andel Arena, giving each division the stage all to itself for a day. You can read about all the winners on secondhalf.mhsaa.com, but two among the 56 winners stood out. First, Stoney Buell, who became the state's 29th four-time champion. The senior from Dundee won a Division III individual title at 189 pounds. He had previously won titles at 135, 152, and 160 pounds. On top of that, Buell joined two others in history as four-time individual winners who were also a part of four team MHSAA championships. Buell will be wrestling at Purdue next year. Just beyond grateful that we even got to be here right now. A huge child Queens Event Center and just sport of wrestling for allowing me to be able to wrestle right now and being able to do it with the team that makes me better every day and I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. And the second to highlight, Alex Facundo, 
One day after Buell won his fourth individual title, Facundo joined him, becoming the state's 30th member of the Four Championships Club. Facundo captured a Division I 171-pound title. He had previously won at 152, 160, and another at 171, as he ends his career with 132 victories and just two defeats. Facundo is also joining a Big Ten wrestling program next year. He'll be at Penn State. Uh, this week's been, I think, I think the best moment of the best week of my high school career. Okay. You know, not only winning a fourth, but winning a, a, a team state title that we haven't won in 15 years. And so that's just special, you know, that's never going to leave us. It's never going to leave, you know, my name. You know, they're going to hear four-timer, but they're also going to hear the 2021 Davidson wrestling team. For more on all of our champions, be sure to check out secondhalf.mhsaa.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross. You're listening to the Blue Water Area's leader in live play-by-play of high school baseball. Get stuck on sports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Now let's go to the Diamond with Dennis Stuckey. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Dennis Stuckey joined by Brady Beaton today, who didn't have a uh, ball game after all. Well, yeah. Uh, well, it, I did. And then, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I was halfway down there and it got canceled. Good thing I was on my way to Marine City. <laughs> your game was canceled. We've got Algonac and Yale in boys baseball, and we'll give you the uh, lineups and get the game started in just a moment here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michaels Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michaels Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michaels really is your dealer for the people. Michaels Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Grant. Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and Brady. Time for the Michaels uh, Car Center starting lineups brought to you by Michaels Car Center, your dealer for the people, and Brady has the Yale batting order. Yep, we'll start with the visiting Bulldogs leading off and at short number one, Kyle Wolford. Batting in the two-hole, number 27 in right field, Preston Hughes. Behind the plate, batting third, Ron Colhane. In the cleanup spot and at first base, Connor McLaughlin. Pitching and batting fifth, Jack Cavanaugh. At the hot corner, third base, and batting sixth, Kurt Miracle. And DHing for the left fielder, Barr, is Scott Harnden. In center field and batting eighth, Gage Druria. And at second base, rounding out the order, Caden Kovac. Again, Michael's Car Center starting lineups. Michael's Car Center, your dealer for the people. And uh, it will be Alan Crow on the mound for the uh, Muskrats. From uh, right to left, they've got Wisniewski, Thomason, and uh, Jacob Kasner. And then around the infield, it's Charlie Bartolomucci at first base. Joey DeBauer is playing second today. Uh, Josh Kasner at shortstop. Third baseman is James Critson. Behind the plate, it's uh, Evan Sadler catching for Alan Crow, the right-hander. Did not see him pitch the time that I saw the Muskrats play, so we'll find out how he does. Kyle Wofford will step in. He's the shortstop for the Bulldogs' right-hand hitter. Likes to wave the bat behind the back and... He'll take a ball outside for ball one. Wofford's got some wheels uh, on Saturday at Marysville. Beat out what looked to be a routine ground ball to third base. Looks like the infield, at least on the corners, third baseman uh, Critter, Critton is not uh, in, too, in too shallow. Pitch is low this time. Squirts away from uh, Sadler. So it's two balls and no strikes to the Bulldogs' leadoff hitter. Wofford, my kind of player. He needs a haircut. Any guy that <laughs> needs a haircut can play on my team. Here's the 2-0 from Crow. The right-hander deals, and something soft, but it caught the outside corner for strike one. You know, you don't see this on a lot of high school fields. Algonac has a nice bump to their mount. They got some elevation to that one. A lot of it you just see kind of flat uh, mounds. Should favor the pitcher. He got another one over for strike two. Looked like he took a little off that one. So two balls, two strikes. He's battled back into the count here against uh, Kyle Wofford. Leading it off here for Yale, top of the first, and there is strike three called. 
Got a high strike there around the uh, letters, but too good to let that one go by. Yeah, I don't think Wofford liked the call. That's going to be a uh, – that's one that, if they call it that way all game, no problem with it. You establish that right there. Hey, go ahead. You're going to call it at the letters, call it that way all game. Um, probably by the book, that is a strike, but you know some umpires don't like anything above what seems to be the, the abdomen. Preston Hughes, the batter, he's the right fielder, another right-hand hitter. Checks his swing and takes one in the dirt for ball one from uh, Alan Crow. Uh, Hughes now would have a big strike zone, but he likes to bend at the knees here. Yeah, Hughes in the second game back at Marysville on Saturday, the only hit for the Bulldogs. He put one one hop the deep fence in Marysville in left center. There's a wave and a miss at a high strike. He's got a big hack to him. Yeah. If he, if he makes contact, that ball's going going away. Didn't get cheated uh, there. It's short down the lines here in Algonac, and you've got to really hit it hard to get it out in center field or in the gaps. 1-1 one, one pitch. Swung on, hit hard towards third. Backhand stab at third by Critson. Long throw across in the dirt, not in time. Good scoop by Bartolomucci, but Hughes beats it out for an infield single. That was a really nice play by Critson. That was a bang-bang play at first. He had to drop to a knee, popped up, fired it over. Good hustle from Hughes to get the uh, the first base runner of the game for Yale, but got to give a lot of credit to Critson. Even though he didn't get the out, that's, that's a solid infield single for Hughes. Long strides for Hughes, too, when he's running. And uh, a real good scoop, too, over there at first by Bartolomucci. So now Crow will have to pitch from the stretcher with a runner at first and one out, and Ronnie Colhane is the batter. Swinging at the first pitch and lining one into the Yale dugout, and somebody caught that one on the line, barehanded, and threw it back to the pitcher like that's what you're supposed to do. That was that was a sharp reaction. <laughs> it wasn't the hardest hit uh, foul ball, but still. It's, it's a lot scarier when you don't have a glove on. He just reached over there, casually, barely moved. He's like, oh, it's coming at me. I'll just catch it. Not sure who that was. I think it was a player. Yeah, wearing number 18, I believe. Crow will check the runner Hughes at first. He's got a pretty decent-sized lead off the bag. Strike one pitch to Colhane is swung on and hit high in the air on the infield and back a second. It's the second baseman who is calling everybody off, and DeBauer will make the catch for the second out. It's a, it's a nice pitch and just got under that one, Colhane. He's got some pop in his bat, but... Just missed it a bit, and actually on that, Hughes was going. So you got to wonder, was the hit and run on, or yeah. just was their pitch just too good to pass up? Well, I didn't hear infield fly called, but that should have been an infield There's fly. Only one runner on. Oh, okay. So two outs with a runner at first, and there's a swing and a drive deep out to left. This one's well hit. Way back, and it is gone. A two-run homer for Connor McLaughlin. He jumped on the first pitch, and Brady, that's not a small part of the ballpark that he hit that ball out to. No, and it didn't scrape the fence by any means, and what I'll say is the best facial hair in the Blue Water area. Gets rewarded <laughs> with the home run. I know I told you earlier today, best facial hair. He needed to hit a dinger, and he does. And his first pitch he sees, not cheated at all. That one cleared the fence by probably 15, 20 feet. It's 300 straight down the line, but he hit that one out in the gap. So I'm, I'm going to say where he hit it, it's at least 330, and he cleared it easily. Yeah, yeah, that was by no means a, uh, a cheap one. He got every stitch of that one, and most parts of this ballpark, that's clearing the fence. 2 nothing for the Bulldogs. 
here in the first, and here's their pitcher, Jack Cavanaugh, another right-hand hitter. He's got to be a little more relaxed knowing he's got a 2-0 lead going on the bump. No batting gloves. Texas swing at one in the dirt. Crow has pretty much started everybody off with that pitch except McLaughlin. He was up, caught a lot of the plate on the first pitch to McLaughlin who jumped him. There's a swing and one hit towards first and a diving snap by Bartolomucci for the third out. He's left-handed, and he dove to his left and made a nice grab there to take a hit away from Kavanaugh. Bulldogs get two in the top of the first. Algonax coming to bat when we come back here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Jamming to Barry Manilow between innings, and here's Brady with the Michaels Car Center starting lineup for the Muskrats. You know you love me some Copacabana, Dennis, <laughs> but the Michaels Car Center starting lineups for the home team, the Algonac Muskrats, leading off in right field, Braz Wisniewski. In the two-hole in left field, Jacob Kasner. At first base and batting third, Charlie Bartolomucci. He made a nice play then to top the first. In the cleanup spot and at short, Josh Kasner. In the five-hole at second base, Joey DeBoyer. At the hot corner, batting sixth, James Critson. Behind the plate, Evan Sadler. He's batting seventh. Batting eighth, the DH, Jack Cope. He's DHing for the pitcher. And rounding out the lineup, the center fielder, Andrew Thomason. Again, Michaels Car Center, your dealer for the people. Here's a player that I like, Wisniewski. He had a couple of hits against the Mariners last Wednesday and uh, runs the bases fearlessly. He's got some speed, so he hits the ball on the ground. He's in good shape. How about that changeup from uh, Barry Manilow straight to Eminem? <laughs> uh, I've, I've been asked what my walk-up music would be, and I have no idea. Jason Michalek already bugging me about something that doesn't have to do with what we're, what we're doing today. So I'm not going to return that little text. It'll probably ding 18 <laughs> more times. All right, Brad Wisniewski to face Jack Cavanaugh, the right-hander. Did you see Jack uh, pitch Saturday or no? I did not get to see him pitch. I know Yale played a lot of games last week, kind of thinking some might get rained out, but they ended up playing all of them. Well, he pours in strike one to Wisniewski. No balls, one strike. They say strike one is the best pitch in Major League Baseball. I think I'd rather be ahead in the count than behind on it. There's a wave and a miss by Wisniewski. He might have uh, fooled him a little bit there. Yeah, it looked like he, he took a little off that with a changeup. That's a good way to start your outing. A little cooler day right now, so 
not maybe the best grip on the ball, but. Curveball, strike three looking. Nice sequence there by Kavanaugh. He, he had three pitches, and he showed them all three. Fastball, then he went with the change, and then he threw a breaking ball. Yeah, that was that was just – that's a really nice sequence to start off. Three different pitches. Now, now you're in the head of Algonac. So Jacob Kasner attacked the first pitch, and he fouled it straight back. So one down. Nobody on for Algonac. They're in the bottom of the first. It's two nothing for Yale on a two-run homer from Connor McLaughlin in the first period. First period, first <laughs> inning. There's a grounder to short, fielded cleanly and gunning across, and a good dig by McLaughlin over at first on the uh, throw across from uh, Wofford, and they get the out on Kasner. So there's two up and two away. Yeah, that was a good stretch, kind of towards the right field grass for McLaughlin to just kind of scoop it up. Walford, not the best throw. He played pretty well on Saturday when uh, I saw him against Marysville. Made the plays he needed to, but, you know, give some credit. Getting it done on the plate and then at first base, McLaughlin. All right, here's Bartolomucci, the first baseman. Takes a strike. So right now, Kavanaugh doing nothing but throwing strikes. That's, that, that's a lot we <laughs> need to ask for, especially in high school ball. Get it over the plate and trust your defense. Two out, nobody on. Bottom of the first. Two nothing for Yale. And Kavanaugh, we jinxed him. He finally misses low there. <laughs> one ball, one strike. That's the first pitch he's thrown out of the strike zone here in the ballgame. You gotta keep him guessing, Dennis. You can't just put everyone over the plate. Bart <laughs> Lamucci, left hand hitter. Swings and hits a high pop-up on the infield, and it's going to be the first baseman, McLaughlin, running towards the pitcher's mound, makes the catch, and it's a quick 1-2-3 inning for Jack Cavanaugh. We go to the second. It's Yale 2, Algonac nothing, here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back here to uh, Elkanak High School. Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton this afternoon. We stole Brady from the uh, Marine City Port Huron High game because it got canceled. And so he came over to Elkanak with me for this one. And so far it's 2-0 in favor of Yale on a first-inning two-run homer from Connor McLaughlin. And here come the Bulldogs in the second. It'll be Kurt Miracle, Scott Herndon, and Gage Druria, the 6-7-8 and eight hitters, to face uh, Alan Crow. Crow didn't walk anybody, and he struck out one. He gave up two hits in that first inning. 
Starting off with a nice little changeup there for strike one. You see that more in high school ball than you did before. Pitching them backwards. I noticed that through the first couple games. Starting off with a lot of soft stuff. Well, so many guys, the, the philosophy seems to be, and it was mine as a kid. It's the way my dad taught me to hit. First, first fastball, hit it. It's probably going to be the best pitch you're going to see in the at-bat. He's throwing him two junk balls, and he's had 0-2. There's the 0-2 to Miracle. That one missed a little high. I think that was a breaking ball, too. It didn't have as much break as the first pitch, but... No, it looked like he lost his grip a bit on that one. Mitch missed it up high. Didn't have nearly the break the last two did. So the 1-2 from Crow to Miracle, the right-hand hitter. Ooh, that one just missed the inside corner. That's a good take, or he yeah, was fooled. That's not a bad one-two pitch at all. I mean, that's close enough that, you know, some umpires might give it to you, but that that's a stone-cold take from Miracle. Plus, if you swing, it's going to jam you. Here's the 2-2. Two -two. Swung at a high one, chops it to third. Kritzen's got it. Fires across, and that's a strike for the out. Now, I wasn't sure, you know. Kritzen kind of gave it that little extra pump into the glove, and... Sometimes in high school you get yourself in trouble that way, but he made a good strong throw. Yeah, he's got a nice arm over there. He still, uh, he got, I thought it, it was close to get Preston Hughes in the first inning. He made a great play. He's got a nice arm over there from the hot corner. Here's uh, Harnden, the DH. He's hitting for the left fielder, James Barr. Ooh, and he threw him a curveball, and he was yeah. way out in front of it. Yeah, I think he was sitting fastball on that one. That's a... Uh, yeah, he uh, Crow likes his off-speed stuff. I think he's probably throwing more change-ups and curveballs than he has fastballs so far. Strike one to Harnden. Holds that bat up high. That one misses inside. One ball, one strike. You know, when you start with the soft stuff, it really gives you the command as the pitcher to – you don't know what's coming as a hitter when you're not afraid to throw the soft stuff in any count. Swinging a foul tip right back by us. The other thing about it is when you throw him the slow stuff, then your fastball looks faster. Yeah, because Crow's not not the biggest pitcher, most not the most imposing uh, figure on the mound, but when you don't know what's coming and you get used to change-up, change-up curveball, you're right, a fastball looks a lot faster than it actually is. 1-2, swung on, hit hard to left, but right at the left uh, fielder who will haul that one in. That was uh, Jacob Kasner out and left, and that ball was hit right to him, but it was hit well. Yeah, I think he took, what, one step to his left and hauled it in. He puts that in the gap. He's still running. So two up and two away here, and Gage Druya is the batter. He's the Bulldog center fielder, another right-hand hitter. They've had all right-hand hitters here against Crow. Yeah, and you're going to continue to see that. I don't know if I saw a lefty from Yale. I think between Marysville and Yale on Saturday, we had one lefty. Another soft one in the dirt, so it's ball one here to uh, Druya. 2 nothing Bulldogs were in the top of the second. Two out, nobody on. And there's a high strike call on the fastball, one and one. So now, Brady, I, I think it's established that if you throw it up around the letters, you're going to get a strike. Yeah, and he's like I said in the first inning, just call that the same way all game. That's all you can ask for as a hitter. Swing, and that might have been foul. Tipped into the glove of Sadler, and it's one and two. Yeah, uh, Drury really, uh, he wanted that one. I think he saw a breaking ball up high and just couldn't wait, <laughs> wait to get the bat on it. One, two. There he kind of double clutch, popped it up, foul ground. 
over on the first base side, and it's the catcher, Sadler, who will settle under it and make the catch. So one, two, three inning, good bounce back inning there for Crow. It's 2-0 Yale as we head to the bottom of the second here at Algonac, and we'll be right back on GetStuckOnSports.com. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michaels Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michaels Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michaels really is your dealer for the people. Michaels Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. With Brady Beaton uh, today, hanging out at uh, Algonac for high school baseball. Bulldogs of Yale leading the Muskrats by a score of two to nothing, and uh, Josh uh, Kasner, the shortstop and number four hitter for the uh, Rats, will lead it off here in the bottom of the second against Jack Cavanaugh, who got him out one, two, three in the first. Right-hander kicks and brings it and misses up inside. I believe the count's two. I think it's two and zero. Oh, yeah. There we go. Now we got it fixed. Kasner crowds the plate, Ooh. takes one up and in, 3-0. and That's not a bad miss, especially on 2-0. and Didn't catch, didn't miss didn't over the heart in, of the yeah. plate, but didn't get the call. Pours the 3-0 right down the middle. Kasner taking all the way, and it's three balls and a strike. And uh, Kavanaugh has thrown more balls here in this at-bat than he threw in the first inning. There's a swing and a miss down around the knees. Kasner was looking to golf that one over the left field fence, but came up empty. That fastball had some bite to it. It looked like maybe a little bit two-seamer had a little tailing action. I like that fastball from him. 3-2, catches the outside corner. Uh, Kasner just couldn't pull the trigger. They throw it around the horn, and uh, well, that one sailed on Cole Lane yeah. <laughs> into right field over the first baseman's head. Around the horn or almost on top of Algonac High School. That's uh, two strikeouts for Kavanaugh. Both looking, by the way. So one out here in the bottom of the second. Two, nothing. The Bulldogs lead the Muskrats. And some BWAC action here in high school baseball. Joey DeBauer is the second baseman today. Played in the outfield when I saw them play Wednesday against Marine City. Pitch in the dirt is going to skip away from Colhane. Now let's give Kavanaugh a little credit. He was down 3-0 and then just fired. Three straight really nice pitches in there to come back and get the four hitter out. Well, it looks to me like if he wants to throw a strike, he can. There's a swing and a pop-up foul out of play. 
Is if, am I feeling just a little bit of nope, don't say it. <laughs> Not allowed to say it because the rain gear is over in the car, and that's a long run for you. Oh, yeah, for me. <laughs> You're the one that gets to sit. sit Get what? Here. Here's the 1-1. One, one. Outside to devour two balls and a strike. He wouldn't chase there. Yeah, that looked like a, a breaking ball, maybe a slider. That, that broke a lot, and again, Either a good take or just was fooled, but in either case, it's 2-1 to DeBauer. That one misses Ooh. outside, so now Kavanaugh, who couldn't miss the strike zone in the first inning, has gone three balls to back-to-back -back hitters. Three and one here on Joey DeBauer. And that one will be in the dirt and get past Cole Hain, and DeBauer will get a walk, and he becomes the Muskrats' first base runner of the day. The tying run comes to the plate in the form of James Critson, the third baseman. He hit a ball uh, probably last Wednesday when I was here for the Marine City uh, Alconac game. He hit the hardest hit ball of the day uh, right on the screws, right into the glove of the left fielder who didn't have to move. That's usually how it works, isn't it? <laughs> Baseball's a fickle game like that. Now we'll see Kavanaugh out of the stretch for the first time. He had retired the first four hitters that he'd faced. Not a big lead over at first. Oh, over the head with that one for ball one. And uh, Critson quickly had to duck out of the way of that one. That's a tough play, too, for Colhane back there. Yeah, that I mean, that just a good extension, good hand-eye coordination to bring that in. It almost looked like he feigned that it got by him, took a couple extra steps to see if he could fool the uh, Boyer at first. 1-0 came back with uh, that slow curve, and it's 1-1 one one as Critson threw, uh, swung right through it. Yeah, he was looking for something hard, and he was looking to send it a long way. Do you have a slight breeze blowing out to, uh, say, left center field, the flag in dead center? McLaughlin's ball in the first didn't need any breeze. No, <laughs> no it did not. It's 2 nothing Bulldogs on a first inning two-run homer from Connor McLaughlin. He's holding the runner over at first right now. There's a swing and a ball hit to left. That's hit well going back, and this one is gone. It kept carrying down that uh, left field line. It's 300 by the pole, and he tucked it in for a two-run game-tying homer for Critson. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it must have been coincidence that I happened to mention the wind because not that he didn't hit that one hard, but... That one might be a double if if the wind's blowing in. So, I mean, the 300 down the line probably went 305, but, hey, doesn't matter. It counts as a home run all the same. Yeah, it's a 2-2 ball game now as each team has hit uh, a dinger today. See, hang, hang with Stucky. You see home runs. Yeah, what? what <laughs> you've seen what, like 10 in the that, four that games is, you've done? That is 10, and this is the fifth game I've done this year, and that's 10 home runs now. And the thing is, through the first, what, inning and – in the bottom of the second with one out. There's really only been two bad pitches. They both have just been punished. <laughs> Evan Sadler squares to bunt here and then pulls back. Takes ball one. Sadler, the catcher, didn't hit in the, uh, the game that I saw. He caught the whole game, but they used the DH for him. Now he swings through that one, and I believe the count is 0-2. I think they called it ball one on the first one. I thought he pulled back in time. I think 1-1 one, one was the count on the home run, and they just haven't switched the board. 
Now they've got one and two on the board. All right, well. Which I think is the right count. Sadler, right-hand hitter. No batting gloves. Takes one way outside that time. All the way over in the left-hand batter's box is where Cole Hain ended up. Yeah, that's an easy take for Sadler on, on a 1-2 pitch. Got to at least threaten the plate if you wanted him to chase. And that one swung on and hit towards the gap in left center and running over to make a nice catch on the uh, run there is the left fielder, Barr. Yeah, I didn't know if that was going to die or not. That time the wind probably didn't help Sadler. Probably kept it up just long enough for Barr to chase that one down and probably take away extra bases. Yeah, that ball was, I thought when he first hit it, I thought it was going in the gap, and then Barr came flying across. Good speed, and he ran it down for the second out. Seems like they're the corner outfielder is playing fairly deep. Jack Cope is the batter, and he takes a strike. Cope is DHing to start. He's also a catcher, so maybe at some point we'll see him. He's got a, Cope's got a tall frame as he takes ball one. You know, he doesn't really bend that much for being one of the, the taller players you'll see out here today. Yeah. 1-1 one, one to count here on Cope. Kavanaugh delivers low. So he went hard, soft, hard, and it's two and one. Cope likes to wave that bat around the back of the helmet. That one skips up to the plate. Well, Kavanaugh had tremendous control in the first uh, inning. It's been a little more wildness here in the second. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he got rattled maybe a bit by the home run since then, because even right after that, Sadler did square that last ball up. That one's in the dirt, and he walked him. Cope hustles down to first base. That's the second walk given up by Kavanaugh this inning. He's allowed uh, one hit, the home run. He's walked two. He's struck out two through an inning and two-thirds so far, and now it's the number nine hitter, Andrew Thomason. And you'd like to get Thomason out at, in the nine hole. You don't want the lineup to turn over, especially having two runners on. Left-hand hitter, and he's got a little bit of a hole to hit through with the first baseman holding over on the bag. They did throw over, and Cope dives back head first. So do you want to be aggressive here, Manager Beaton, and send your runner, or do you like your left-hand hitter having that hole to shoot at? No, Kavanaugh, I mean, already walking two in the inning. I'm not going to try to bail him out. I'm going to make him throw me some strikes. That one's outside. Low and away with that one. One ball, no strikes. Yeah, especially now, first pitch ball. I'm not I'm not giving him any easy outs. I'm making my nine-hole hitter. I'm telling him you're you're – waiting to get a first strike called before you even take that bat off your shoulder. I know he struck Wisniewski out in the first, but that's a dangerous hitter on deck, so I'm with you. He kind of wants to end it here. One and one as that one catches the inside corner with some smoke. Two-two tie. We're in the bottom of the second. Good one so far. Two-two pitch. Took something off there and uh, missed. Or excuse me, it's two and one now. Yeah, it's two to two, the bottom of the second, two balls, two outs. A lot of twos on the scoreboard. <laughs> Throw over to first, and they had Cope leaning there, but the 
pickoff throw is a little high, and he's able to slide back down under it. Don't worry too much about the runner right now. Just focus on the batter, get him out, regroup, come out for the third inning, tied it to. There's another throw over to first. They're absolutely ignoring your pleas to ignore the runner. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm behind the fence <laughs> and not in one of the dugouts coaching. <laughs> he doesn't have that big of a lead at first. He's going to draw another throw. They, unless unless they know the signs and maybe they just know he's going. They might have picked up on something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm watching Cope over at first. He's not getting much of an extended lead. And going right back. Kavanaugh didn't even look at home plate that time. He just turned and fired back over to first. Are they warming anybody up? I don't know why they would. He hasn't pitched that poorly. Two one fastball catches the inside corner. Thomason crowding the plate was uh, jackknifing out of the way of that one, and it caught the plate. Two and two. Now the scoreboard is all twos. Just need two men on. You want a lottery ticket, don't you? <laughs> Another throw over to first, and that one was low. Dug out of the dirt by McLaughlin, but Cope uh, got back in there. Looking at Cope, especially after the. Uh, 2-2 misses inside, but Colhane was ready to go back for the dugout. <laughs> I was going to say, especially <laughs> after the the pitch, he's not, Cope's not even threatening to run to second, but you know he's going to be moving on the pitch now. Yeah, full count pitch now, so with two outs, you'll see the runner in motion. Ooh, throw up high, and a good snag there by McLaughlin, and he says, hey, you're going to throw over here, keep it down. See, if you're Cope, just shorten up the lead a little bit. No need to even think about getting picked off here. You're running, can't get thrown out. All right, runner goes, 3-2, swing and a miss. He struck him out, so a good recovery there for Kavanaugh. That's his third strikeout. He fans two in the inning, but he gives up two walks on a two-run homer to James Critson. And after two, we're tied 2-2. Two to two. We'll be back with more in just a moment here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Well, over on the uh, softball field, Brady, it's, uh, I believe, 13 to nothing for the uh, Algonac girls over Clintondale today. I, I told you they could hit, although... Uh, in the first inning, they really didn't have to hit to score a, a bunch of runs because the Clintondale pitcher was wild. 
Yeah, they started at four, so we got to see a little bit of it. Oh, scoreboard's out. That's all right. They'll fix that. Hmm. Yale comes to bat here in the top of the third. Their number nine hitter is Caden Kovach, the second baseman. He's the only player to not get an at-bat yet today, and he'll wave and miss at uh, pitch from Crow. Yeah, going to be interesting to see after Kovac uh, takes his at-bat how the the Yale lineup adjusts to a lot of first-pitch change-ups and curveballs. Strike one pitch. Kovac swings and misses 0-2. He's throwing that change-up with a lot of confidence right now. Well, you know, and the, the motion stays the same. That's the key. You give the fastball motion, and you got the hitter thinking fastball, and if your windup doesn't change, they can't see the changeup coming. Laid off that one. Tried to get him with a, a third straight slow pitch, and it's one and two. See, now you can still really do anything. Is that is that hitter thinking, okay, there's no way he throws me a fourth straight breaking ball? He's got to finally come with something hard? Or, I mean, maybe he's he's been feeling good with that changeup so far today. Oh, nice slow one, and Kovac never moved. Strike three called. It's the second strikeout for Crow, and the first hitter retired here in the top of the third in a 2-2 ball game. And now Kyle Wofford will be the batter. He struck out his first time up. We've had five strikeouts between both teams, only one of them swinging. Not too often you see that. Yeah, no. Here's the pitch to Wofford, and that's a strike. They said Wofford's got some wheels. Don't want to let him get on the base pass. One down, nobody on. We're in the top of the third in a 2-2 game here at Alconac. There's a swing and a miss, 0-2, and now it's Crow throwing kind of the way we saw Kavanaugh throw the top of the first. Yeah, I mean, Crow has been... I don't, he hasn't thrown a fastball yet this inning, and he's he's on the verge of striking out his second straight batter. That one misses high. That's that's not a bad miss on no. 2 Throw throw it about just above the letters. Maybe get him thinking about it. Ch change the eye level, and he, you know that's the first fastball we've seen him throw this inning too. Just gotta let him know you have it. Here's the one-two. Missed high again. Went right back up up there with it to see if he could get the chase and now it's two and two on Wofford. That's good discipline. Those are hard to lay off, especially uh, down in the count. So the two, two from Crow to Wofford, that's in the dirt, three and two. That's a, that's a really good battle from Kyle Wofford, especially a guy that just kind of just cruised through outside of the home run. Really, I mean, he gave up a single that was a bang-bang play at first in the home run. Besides that, Crow's been cruising in this game. Curveball is hit fouled on the third baseline. So Wofford continues to battle here. Two runs, two hits for Yale. Two runs, one hit for Algonac. An infield single and a two-run homer from McLaughlin in the first for the Bulldogs. Tabauer walked with one out, and Critson scored him on a home run in the second inning. Ooh, just got a piece of that and tipped it back to the screen by us. He's he's getting on it, and again, I'd like to see the second time through the order. Yale knows what to expect, know a lot of off speed, see if they maybe try to jump him early, keep the weight back. 
Here's the 3-2 again. Swinging another foul. This one popped over the backstop and out of play. And Wofford continues to battle here. This, I believe, coming up will be the ninth pitch of the at-bat. And again, not a lot of full count so far for Crow. Hasn't had to work deep into at-bats. He's been pretty efficient. One out, nobody on here in the top of the third. And the 3-2 hit him on the hip. Well, usually if you want to hit someone, you want to do it early in the count, save save your pitch count. But and He's just tired. He says, all right, this is the ninth pitch. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Get you out of my life for now. now but now you got the speedy Wofford on base. Yeah, and you got Preston Hughes who hit a rocket to third base that I thought Critson had a good throw that almost got him. But, hey, credit where credit's due. Hughes hustled down that first baseline, but – you can't put one over the plate to him, otherwise he might be trotting around the bases. Yeah, infield single and a run scored his first time around. There's a throw over to first. Big He's... shift from the outfield, too. Center fielder about, what would you say, 20, 30 feet to where he normally would play to the left? Now, if he swings late and hits the ball down the right field line, it's a long ways to get him. Here's a fly ball to left, not deep, and it'll be caught by the uh, left uh, fielder. Kasner for the second out. He hit it well. The shift the shift worked. Yep. Went right to him. And now Cole Hain will be yeah. the batter. He popped a second his first time up. I think he knows he just missed it. And I think he knows if he gets that same pitch again, he, he's not popping it, <laughs> popping it up to the second baseman. Let's see, with uh, two outs here, if they get aggressive with Wofford over at first. It's a big frame in Colhane. Runner goes. Good pitch to run on. It was a curveball. Throw to the shortstop side of the bag, and it is backed up by the shortstop as it's skipped by uh, Kasner, the second baseman. It's a stolen base for Wofford. I don't know how good of a jump Wofford got because despite that being a curveball, I think a good throw might have had him at second. They called the pitch a strike, so it's strike one to Cole Hain, but he's got a man in scoring position now, trying to break a 2-2 tie here in the top of the third. They called that a strike? Uh, that's what's up on the board, so that's what I'm going with. All righty. Now the second baseman, Kasner, drifting over to the bag, and there's another one. Didn't break, hit him in the shoulder. And the second hit batsman in three hitters. And Yale's got two aboard for McLaughlin. And you really can't pitch around Connor McLaughlin now. I don't know. I'd hit him, too, and load the bases and take my chances with the next hitter. <laughs> After the way I saw him hit that last ball. And yeah. apparently on Saturday he hit one just as far. Or not, not Saturday, Saturday. Uh, the, the week before. So they have a meeting at the mound here and uh, discuss how they want to approach this. Two on with two outs here in the top of the third. The Bulldogs threatening, and Connor McLaughlin, who hit one, oh, about, uh, what, 340, 350? I, I was going to say 350-plus. Um, but you look at, oh, they're going to, he's going to get a runner for Colhane. That's uh, Connor Jakubiak coming out there. But you can't really to run it first. pitch around McLaughlin because Kavanaugh put a charge into one. It just went straight over to the Bartolomucci at first. 
not really much you could, much more he could have done. So two good sticks in the box and on deck for Yale. There's one in the dirt. Ball one. Now I'll, I'll tell you what. They're not going to. Uh, they're not going to give in here. Is is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, and if he wants to get himself out, that's fine with them. That one will get into the dirt in front of the plate and skip by Sadler, and both runners are going to advance here on a wild pitch. So now you got him 2-0. I I don't think it's the worst idea to just put him on first. Yeah, first base is open at this point. And no, I I thought we were going to get the sign from the dugout. We're not. I wouldn't throw him a strike wow. here. 2-0 to McLaughlin with runners at second and third. Ooh, he threw him up. Slow curveball and got him to beat it in the ground to short. Long throw across is in time, and, boy, that's a big out. I think they were flirting with it, but they were smarter than we were. <laughs> and Crow pitches out of a jam here in the top of the third, getting a good hitter, McLaughlin, to ground out to short. So it's still a 2-2 tie. We're headed to the uh, bottom of the uh, third when we come back here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change anytime. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Dennis and Brady hanging out uh, at the uh, ballpark here at Algonac uh, today. And uh, we're watching a good one as we head to the bottom of the uh, third. Jack Cavanaugh goes back to work. He's allowed just one hit. It was a two-run homer to James uh, Critson. And we're tied at two as each team has a two-run homer today. And here's the top of the batting order. Brad Wisniewski is the batter. He was a strikeout victim in the first. You know, I think between baseball and softball, we're going to see some uh, some good ball played in the BWAC this year. Yeah, going to see a lot of runs in girls softball in the BWAC this year. There's going to be a lot of scoreboards that need to be replaced at the end of the season. <laughs> need to fit double digits up there. <laughs> Triple digits. Here's a 2-0 pitch to Wisniewski. He's swinging, and he taps it foul right at home plate. I actually thought he might be taking there. But he tried to uh, jump Kavanaugh. So it's 2-1. and one. There's a strike. 2-2. Two and two. Kavanaugh comes back quickly. I don't think Wisniewski thought that was a strike, but he's going to lose that argument. 
2-2 misses low, 3-2. and two. Yeah, Kavanaugh kind of shaking his head. I don't think he, think he lost the grip. I'm trying to, you know, just feel up that ball a little more. Full count pitch, misses way up high. So those last two got away from him, and a speedy runner in Wisniewski is on at first. So I've got a feeling here early in the count, Algonac's going to try to steal a base. Well, we know Kavanaugh's not afraid to pick off over to first. <laughs> um, I don't know if you noticed that last pitch. He worked really quickly from the windup. Like the second his heels hit that rubber, he was into the motion. Jacob Kastner's the batter. He grounded to short his first time up. Bunting here right back to the pitcher. Kavanaugh takes his time but throws it wide at first base. And Wisniewski's going to round third. They're going to send him home, and he's going to score easily, Brady. And stopping at second is Kastner. Throw back, got him. He went too far around the bag. And they got him at second base, but the run does score, and the Rats take a 3-2 to two lead here. It'll be a sacrifice and then uh, an error on the play to the pitcher. But then again, they were able to recover and get the out at second. The right fielder to the first baseman to the shortstop, I believe. So score that what? One, nine, nine three, no. six. Pitcher doesn't get an assist because he got the error. It'd be one, no, it'd be one, uh, yeah, one, nine, three, six. The yeah. traditional put out on a sacrifice <laughs> bunt. Here's Bartolomucci. Popped up his first time. One ball, one strike to count on him. Left hand hitting first baseman. Takes outside, two and one. Now, Kavanaugh steps off. Don't know what the sign was from Cole Hain, but. It, it, it made him laugh. There's a strike call. He came with some smoke on the inside half, two and two. One out, nobody on, but a run in for the Muskrats here in the third. They lead it three to two. Two-two pitch to Bartolomucci from Kavanaugh. Ooh, the slow bender missed up high. Kind of a reset there with the runner scoring, getting the guy back at second. Clean slate to work with. There's one hit hard into right for a base hit. Bartolomucci got the barrel on that one and slapped it between first and second. Just the second muskrat hit. Just the fourth hit in the game total. Yeah, both pitchers fairly well. I mean, had a few walks and a few hit by pitches, but... For the most part, it seems like a lot of strikes have been thrown. I know Kavanaugh struggled for a little bit there, but seemed to have regained some form. Josh Kasner, the batter now. He was a strikeout victim his first time through. Out of the stretch, Kavanaugh delivers that strike at the letters. No balls, one strike. Not much difference, Kavanaugh or Crow, really, Wind up or stretch? No, haven't really noticed much of a difference from either of them. Seemed pretty comfortable in either. That's low to Kasner. One ball, one strike. Bartolomucci, the runner at first. There's one out here in the bottom of the third. 3-2, Muskrats. Kavanaugh always no time getting back on the rubber. You like oh, to like see that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like kids that work uh, fast and, for the most part, have thrown strikes today. Throw over to first, and Bartolomucci has to get the uniform dirty. 
Mom won't appreciate that. There's a rat on the swamp. There's a swing and a pop-up foul ground over third base side, and that'll get out of play. Colhane came over and took a look. But uh, he would have had to be about 15 Wilt Chamberlains to reach over and get that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that one just, just kept carrying out. But first time in a while, Kavanaugh is ahead in the count looking for a strikeout. The first time, well, Kasner was the last one he struck out back in the first. Or second. There's a strike call and another strikeout looking. That's the fourth strikeout for Kavanaugh, and it's the second time he's gotten Josh Kasner. So two down, not out of the woods yet because you've got DeBoer and then you've got Critson waiting on deck. DeBoer walked and scored on the Critson home run his last time up. Bartolomucci, the runner at first with two down. Throw back over to first. Keeping him honest. A lot of his pickoffs, he doesn't even get the sign from from Colhane. He does it while he's still got a glove on the knee looking in. Runner goes, and the pitch is low, and Colhane just couldn't pull the trigger on it. I think couldn't Bartolomucci get a grip on the ball. Looked like Bartolomucci might have picked up on that because as soon as Kavanaugh came set, he was ready to just start sprinting to second. Second he saw any movement, he was he was gone. Yeah. First uh, steal of the game for the Muskrats. We saw uh, Yale steal in the top of this inning. Now DeBoer has a chance to drive in a run, but he takes a strike. Oh, and two on DeBoer. In the dirt, and that's going to get through the catcher's legs, and Bartolomucci's going to advance to third and stop there. So a wild pitch puts the runner 90 feet away. Makes the count one and two here on Joey DeBoer. He asks for time, and he'll kick around in the batter's box a little bit. He stands really close to the plate. Here's the one-two. Swing, ground ball towards third. Fielded cleanly and a good, strong throw across uh, by the uh, Bulldogs' third baseman, Miracle, and that will retire the side. The Muskrats do score a run in the inning on a walk, an error, and they'll leave a runner at third, and the score is 3-2 Muskrats as we head to the fourth here in Elginac this afternoon, and we'll be back with fourth inning action in just a moment here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one -one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. 
Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, Dennis and uh, Brady with you here from uh, the Swamp today in Algonac, where it's 3-2 Muskrats leading the Yale Bulldogs. And uh, for the Bulldogs, they'll face Alan Crow in his fourth inning of work, and it'll be the middle of the order with uh, Kavanaugh, Miracle, and Herndon coming up. Kavanaugh lined out to the first baseman his first time up, and it was a rocket. And again, another first pitch strike off it. I believe that one was another changeup from Crow. He, You almost have to be sitting on the slow stuff now. Yeah. So the pitchers face each other. And there's a strike. Oh, and two to Kavanaugh. Basically threw him the same pitch again. And the wind has shifted. It is blowing straight out to center field now. The flag's doing a dance out there. There's a swing and a miss, and... Uh, I want to say he carved him up, but he kind of carved him up there. Yeah, you you could tell he was he was in the head. He was trying to guess what was coming, and well, he guessed wrong. Kurt Miracle will be the batter, the uh, Bulldogs' third baseman, grounded to his counterpart Kritzen his first time up. Three-two Muskrats lead here in the top of the fourth, and there's a ball low for ball one. Crow going to kick around at the front of the mound and then make the hike up the Himalaya to the top. And the pitch. Swung on and lifted into shallow center, and that will be caught by the uh, Muskrats uh, center fielder, Thomason, for the second out. Yeah, that's a good pitch from Crow. He had, uh, he had Miracle kind of fooled there. He was on his front foot, just kind of, Stuck the bat out at it. Didn't have much power under that one at all. Two quick easy outs here, and Scott Herndon will be the batter. He hit a ball hard to left field, but right at the left fielder in his first at-bat. Kasner didn't have to move to make the catch. Swinging at the first pitch. Here's a tapper to short, and this is going to be a tough play, and he's going to be safe at first. The throw was wide, but I think he would have beat that out anyways, Brady. Oh. 100% what did you, I don't know if you noticed the shift on him. Yeah, that was actually yeah. the second baseman that fielded the ball. To the it? left of second base, yeah. Not too often you see a an overshift on right-handed pitchers, and they're going to stay in it. Yeah, I'm going to score that one a single. That'll be the third Bulldog hit. So you have Bartolomucci holding him on at first. The, the next closest defender to Bartolomucci is DeBoer on the left side of second base. Druya is the batter, and he finally waited too long and asked for time. Pop to the catcher and foul ground on the first base side his first time up. 
you know, if you're Julia, if you think about laying just a little push bunt, if you can get it past the pitcher, you're going to be getting the first all day because there's no second baseman around to pick yeah, that up. there's nothing on that right side of the uh, infield. Looked like he was going that way, but he pops it in the air, foul ground, Bartolomucci giving it a look, and boy, he got to the uh, to the fence, but he kind of ran into it. Had he gotten over there under control, Brady, he might have had a chance to reach yeah, over that, and nab that. That was only what, about it, it scraped. It scraped the back of the fence coming down. Yeah. It's just a strike. Oh, foul pop. pitch. Ooh, that one broke, but it missed. Must have broke around the plate. That looked like a decent pitch from Crow. Two outs, runner at first. We're in the top of the fourth. Bulldogs trail 3-2 to the Muskrats, trying to do something about that. Pitch to Drea, and he will foul that one away. One and two. Shift still on here. They haven't been doing this all game. This is all of a sudden that they did this here in the fourth. Maybe thinking with the slow stuff, not a lot of opposite field stuff from the yellow lineup. There's a swing and a foul. That's the yeah. That's the other thing about it. The way Crow throws, you're more likely to get out in front and pull it. Which even though the last couple foul balls have been down the right field line, I think Drew is making an effort try to go that way if he can because it is an easy hit if you just hit it on the ground. He punches it towards right down the line. Oh. Just foul. That would have been interesting. Yeah, no, you can tell he is slowing down his hands trying to drag the bat behind him to push it to right field and I don't know. I, I kind of get both sides of it. If you're, if you're confident enough to do it, go ahead and try to hit it the opposite field, but if you're just trying to do it because they're overshifting, and now you see DeBoer, nope, he's going to go back to the left side of, yep. of second base. One and two the count, and that one misses high, two and two. Now they're not shifting in the outfield, so the right fielder was over there to get that ball if it landed fair, but it still would have been interesting to see how that one would have ended up. Center field just a little to the left of second base. Two balls, two strikes. There's two outs and a runner at first. That's Herndon. He reached on an infield hit. He's being held on at first by Bartolomucci. The 2-2. Two -two. And again, he gets a piece of it and fouls it off. Back to a lot of twos on the scoreboard again for you, Dennis. Yeah. This has been a, uh, a popular situation. Going to right again, and this one is going to be fair inside the right field line. And over to third will go Herndon, and it's a long single for Adria, and they've got him at the corners. And that was a good job out in uh, right field there by Wisniewski. He is quick, and he got over there in a hurry. And got that ball back in quickly, but that's back-to-back -back singles now for the Bulldogs, and they're up to four hits. Yeah, and I mean, even the hit was 
a very nice result, don't get me wrong, but the way he battled, he made Crow throw a lot of pitches, and that's got to wear on you, especially on a chillier day like today. And we're going to get a visit to the uh, mound here. The Muskrats are going to talk about it. They've got the number nine hitter, Kovac, coming up. Strikeout victim his first time. And uh, he might be telling Crow, this is your last hitter. Go and get him. Well, you also got to remember first and third, high school baseball. You got to have a little more strategy there. See if they try to, to send the speedy Drewia from first base. See here, I, I let the runner take the bag, and I work on trying to get the number nine hitter out. No, I agree. You struck him out looking last time. I believe you did it on three or four pitches. So you, you, you take a look at that, and, yeah, don't worry about him. Just attack the guy at the plate. And you're changing no. pitchers. We're going to get a pitching change here, and Josh Kastner is going to take over on the mound for Crow. Right, we'll have to see where they move everyone. Looks like Crow Josh was playing in. short, so we'll see if Crow goes to short or they have some other sort of switch in plan. So that's three and two-thirds innings for Alan Crow. Struck out three, didn't walk any, but did hit two batters. Really, the biggest blemish was the one bad pitch to Connor McLaughlin, which he jumped him and put it about 360 feet the opposite direction. And this comes out of nowhere because he got the first two hitters of this inning pretty easily. He got a strikeout, and then he got a first pitch pop up to center. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was he was cr cruising pretty well. but done a good job by the bottom of the Yale lineup to kind of battle and force this pitching change. Uh, looks like DeBoer has gone to short from second to short, and uh, – we're going to get uh, Crow into the game at second base. Yeah, not too uncommon. Put the pitcher over at second, save his arm, just have him make some short throws the rest of the day. How or if this is going to affect the batting order? I guess it doesn't because the DH was in for Crow anyways. There's strike one from Kasner, and this is going to be a bit of a uh, a different look now for the Bulldogs because it looks like Kasner throws hard. Yeah, and if you looked, Sadler was popping up. He was ready to throw Julia out at second. Runner holds, and another dart over the plate for strike two. That's a way to come in and just pound the zone. Come into a kind of a sticky situation and just go on the attack. Two-strike pitch, strike three call. Took him three pitches to get out of the jam. And the Bulldogs will strand runners at the corners in the fourth as Kasner comes in and does the job there. We'll head to the bottom of the fourth next here on Get Stuck on Sports. It's Elkanak 3, Yale 2. Hi, this is Dennis Stuckey. I have to be honest, without Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering, there would be no StuckOnSports.com. I'm not very technical, and Andrew set up my webpage, my streaming platforms, all of the software for the games, the podcast. Well, basically, he set me up with everything a broadcaster needs. Andrew even knew the best places to get quality equipment at a fair price. Check out his site at Thompson-Engineering.com or call Andrew at 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. 
TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit TPLogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back here to uh, Algonac. Dennis Stuckey along with uh, Brady Beaton. The Muskrats have a 3-2 lead over the Yale Bulldogs as we head to the bottom of the fourth inning. And James Critson will be the uh, hitter for uh, Alconac. He hit a two-run home run for them in the second inning that tied the game. The Bulldogs jumped out early in this one. They got a two-run homer in the first from Connor McLaughlin. And then Critson tied it in the second with his two-run homer, and the Rats scored in the third on a uh, walk and then uh, an error on a bunt play. A throwing error that allowed the runner to score all the way from first. There's a pitch that is up. And back to the backstop for ball one. Kavanaugh has uh, allowed just two hits. He's walked three. And he bounces another one up there. Two balls and no strikes. The count on Critson. Leading off for the Muskrats here in the bottom of the fourth. It'll be Critson, Sadler, and Cope. The six, seven, and eight hitters in the Muskrat lineup. And Grandma Brady is back with the woolly blanket now. It's chilly out. You should have wore long pants. Yeah. Well, I came prepared in a different way. And this is a very comfy blanket, so don't hate. Three balls and no strikes here on Critson. Taking three and oh, and he takes a strike three and one. Yeah, I don't know how much of a split in the plate you want to do to Critson after that last at-bat. And that's kind of, I was wondering if maybe that was why the count was 3-0 to begin with. There's a swing and a miss. Took something off. That one pulled the string, and Critson went right over the top of it, and it's 3-2 and now. Critson was sitting fastball, and he wanted to put it into on one of those houses out there in left field. Full count pitch is low, and he walked him. Fourth walk given up by Kavanaugh today. He has four walks and four strikeouts. He's allowed just two hits. And now Sadler, who flew out to left his first time up, is the hitter, but will have a conference first. They will meet the entire infield on that high mound here at Algonac. See if that's the end of the road for Kavanaugh or if they're going to trust him. Maybe let him know you got one. No, nah, he made the, the signal. Oh, I thought he made the signal. I thought the left fielder was going to come in. Maybe he was just saying last time he flew out to left. Okay. Given the scouting report to the infield. No, it looks like Kavanaugh staying on the mound. All right. Well, between the pitches he's throwing and between the number of throws that he throws over every time a runner gets to first, <laughs> he's got to be at about 300 today. <laughs> Lawton will uh, hold Critson over at first. And uh, 
They'll exchange pleasantries. Evan Sadler, the catcher, is 0 for 1 with a fly ball to left his first time up. Showing bunt. Showed it early and then pulled back and takes a fastball inside for ball one. Sadler did that last time on his uh, at-bat just, just for the first pitch. I don't think they're going to try to sacrifice him here. Although I wouldn't say that it's out of play. You got your seven-hitter up in a one-run game in the bottom of the fourth. Throw over to first. The Bulldogs are suspicious of everything. But a pretty well-played game, especially for what, really the second week of the season? Yeah. He does show bunt again, pulls back. Now they've got the runner picked off of first. Catcher goes to the first base from McLaughlin, throw down to second, and the shortstop covering will put the tag. Wofford puts the tag on him, and they did a good job there. That'll be 2-3-6 on the putout of Critson, who got caught off the bag as that looked like to me a straight bunt, and uh, Sadler just bunted through it. Yeah, and yeah, I think Critson got a little too excited at first, got too big of a leadoff, and good job by Cole Hain recognizing that and firing it down to first. The McLaughlin finish it off with a nice throw over to second. Pitch in the dirt here to Sadler, and that will make it 3-0 and oh, according to the scoreboard. So 3-0 and oh, the count here on Sadler. Now with one out and no one aboard. Takes a strike. Again, he was kind of shrugging out of the way. And it uh, caught the inside half of the plate. So the 3-1 from Kavanaugh is a strike on the outside corner. He went inside, outside there, and now it's a full count. Payoff pitch. Swinging a tap foul back behind home plate over close to the Algonac dugout. Kavanaugh came with some soft stuff there. Had, had a Sadler out on his front foot, just able to foul that one away. 3-2 for the Muskrats as they bat here in the bottom of the fourth. There's a wave and a miss, and he struck him out. Fifth strikeout for Kavanaugh and a rare swinging strikeout. That'll bring up Cope, who drew a walk his first time up. Two down, nobody on. Bottom of the fourth, 3-2. Algonac with the lead. And there, D.H. Jack Cope at the plate. Hitting now for the second baseman, Alan Grohl. Strike one to Cope. Challenged him again with a fastball strike, too. He's just blowing two by him. It's been a nice inning from Kavanaugh after after the walk. Good job by Colhane picking off the runner at second, then coming back with a strikeout. Breaking ball, and he hits it in the air to left, drifting back to make the uh, catch is the left uh, fielder, Barr, and that will retire the side. So they get the walk, but they only send three to the plate in the inning. We've completed four here at uh, Algonac. The Muskrats lead the Yale Bulldogs by a score of 3-2. to two. Back with the fifth inning in just a moment. 
Since 1923, Mama Vicky's has been Port Huron's original Coney Island with two convenient locations to serve you. Mama Vicky's Downtown is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Vicky's North End is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. And Fridays and Saturdays, they stay open till 8 p.m. With delicious Coney dogs for only a buck 59, you can make every day a Coney day. That's right, Coney's for just $1.59. Mama Vicky's, a Port Huron original since 1923. Michael's, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michael's Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michael's Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michael's really is your dealer for the people. Michael's Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back here. Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton with you. For an afternoon of baseball and Wofford leading off swings at the first pitch. Pops it up in the middle of the diamond, and the second baseman, Crow, will make the play for the first out. And now Kasner has faced two hitters in the game and gotten them both out, a strikeout and a pop-up. So that will bring up Preston Hughes, who's one for two today. Infield single and a run scored. He's also flied to left. He's swinging at the first pitch, so they're not waiting around here on uh, – Josh Kastner. No, and he was just put a couple of good swings on the ball. No, he's only one for two on the day, but lined out last time. Had a hard ball to the third baseman, his first at bat. Wouldn't be surprised if he put a charge in one and found a gap somewhere. Ending on a strike one pitch from Kastner, who, interestingly enough, pitches from the stretch even with nobody on. Line drive up the middle, and that'll take a hop into center field for a base hit. That ball was hit hard. Second hit for Hughes, fifth hit for the Bulldogs. You see, I, you mentioned how Kasner pitches from the stretch at all times. I like that as a pitcher. There's less movement to mess up. And really, it's kind of, for the most part, a myth that you throw harder from the windup. Just go from the stretch. Keep it simple. All you got, leg kick or slide step, just get used to it so you don't have to get change, change it up when someone gets on base. Colhane swinging at the first pitch. Golfs went out towards left center and running over to make a nice uh, catch there was Jacob Kasner for the second out. That ball was hit hard. Yeah, I don't know. These Yale Bulldogs mu must know the scouting report on Kasner because they are jumping all over these first pitches from Kasner. Well, here's McLaughlin now, one for two. Two-run homer in the first that was a bomb to left center, and he grounded to short his last time up. Both of those at-bats against Crow. Kasner looked at first, looked away, and then spun quickly and fired, but Hughes is back safely. Doesn't take much for Hughes to get back to the bag. He is tall. Wave and a miss by McLaughlin. He was coming out of his shoes there and got uh, fooled by a changeup. 
Yeah, McLaughlin is, does not get cheated on any swings. And, I mean, you saw what he can do when he when he makes contact with it back in the first. Another throw over to first. That was closer. That's a good pickoff move, but you're right. Hughes uh, just has to take like half a step and reach over, <laughs> and he's back at the base. Yeah, he is, he is tall and lanky. Oh, what is that peeking through the clouds right now? At least trying to. There's a swing and a drive out to left, but not that time. That ball, I thought he hit it harder than he did, and it ended up being uh, just a routine fly ball to Kastner in uh, left. But when he first hit that, Brady, I thought he got another one. Yeah, no, he, I think he got a little bit on the handle, but that's a quick inning for Josh uh, Kasner. So we head to the uh, bottom of the uh, fifth. It's still 3-2 for Algonac. We'll be back. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You are not Roger's son, and you are definitely not <laughs> Mike Mullen's grandson. Yes. Oh, you just love throwing jabs at me, don't you? I'm telling you, folks. And now the sun has come out. Hello. Hello. Wow, that is that just changes the feel of everything right now. <laughs> Don't think it'll be out long, but suddenly I'm... it's a bright sunshiny day here at uh, Elginac as Andrew Thomason comes to the plate. Kavanaugh still out there. This is his fifth inning of work. He delivers the ball outside. Thomason struck out his first time up. He took the count to three and two. Gotta imagine Kavanaugh's near the one oh five limit right now. There's another strike as he got the uh, breaking ball over that time, one and one. Thomason, a left-hand hitter, one and two in the lineup today for the Muskrats. And that one's inside, two balls, one strike. Two runs, five hits for Yale, three runs on just two hits for the Muskrats. Yale has a big error in the game that led to a score. Here's a pop-up to third. That was a high pop-up, but Miracle will stay with it and make the catch one up and one away. Both these pitchers starting to kind of resettle in again after a shaky, what would you say, third and fourth inning where they maybe lost command for a minute. Well, Kasner came in and hasn't really, hasn't really missed much at all. No. But Kavanaugh resettling in nicely. Wisniewski's 0 for 1 strikeout and a walk. He scored the go-ahead run. 
Takes one in the dirt here for ball one. Well, the sun was nice while it lasted. Ducks back behind the uh, clouds. Well, you got to remember, we got spoiled last week. It is April. Yeah, no, that was. <laughs> last we had week June was, weather last that week, was and it's perfect. April. I think we're going to get a lot of this this week. There was a foul tip back to the backstop. One ball, one strike. The count here on uh, Brad Wisniewski. Well, at least Go ahead. I was going to say, at least tomorrow we have 64 and sunny in the forecast. Two balls and a strike. Hopefully you'll have your own game uh, tomorrow. You were supposed to be in Marine City today, but that one got called. Yeah, well, you'll be there tomorrow. But for softball this time. Yes, and then I'll be at St. Clair, got Anchor Bay, St. Clair. You have, what, PH, Marine City Marine softball. City softball. There's a wave and a miss by Wisniewski, so now it's two balls and two strikes. And the pitch from Kavanaugh is fouled off. Wisniewski tapped it off his own shin there. That smarts. He's hopping around trying to work that stinger out. Of course, you know, these fast guys, he'll play it up like he just got his leg shot off, and then he'll tear down that line like nothing. Oh, yeah. Faster than I could have ever ran. <laughs> I'll play it up, make sure he's okay, and now we're ready to go again. Two balls, two strikes. One out, nobody on. We're in the bottom of the fifth. And the pitch. Swing and another pop-up. This one in foul ground. Miracle coming over. Stayed with it, and he made the catch up against the fence. Good play by Kurt Miracle. Yeah, that's a good job. I think that was Ron Colhane calling out that he had room, gave him plenty of time, just focus on the ball. That's a good job from, if that was Colhane from behind the plate. And uh, and it was a good job by Miracle to stay with it because a lot of times you get to the near that fence and you get a little gun shy and you just kind of short arm at the ball. But he stayed with it, reached over, made the catch. Fastball misses inside to Jacob Kasner, ground to short, and a sacrifice that was thrown wildly to first base by the pitcher, and it led to a run being scored. And eventually on the play, Kasner was thrown out, going too far around second base. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, the last two at-bats, two weak uh, pop-ups for the Muskrats. Been a good inning for Jack Kavanaugh. He's behind on the count here, 2-0. and And Kasner takes a strike. Started the day as the, uh, or no, he is the left fielder. It's his uh, brother that's started the day at shortstop and is pitching now. Two and one to Jacob Kasner. That one missed. Three and one. Thought he might get the call there, Brady. Yeah, that one. That one's close. So the three-one pitch. Swing. Hit hard on the ground. Diving stop by Miracle from his knees. He guns across. Not in time. That was a real good effort by Miracle, but Kasner will beat it out for a single. Just the third muskrat hit. I think even a good throw wouldn't have gotten him, but just the fact that he had to dive and then throw from his knees, and he got a lot on the throw, maybe too much on the throw. Yeah, now Kavanaugh, near the end of the line, going to have to kind of navigate the heart of this Algonac order. Bartlemucci singled sharply into right his last time up. He's one for two. Left-hand hitter. Two outs, runner at first here in the bottom of the fifth. Algonac with a 3-2 lead. And 
Seeing if they can extend that. There's a strike to Bartolomucci. Normally low and in, left-hand hitters like that pitch. Bartolomucci didn't seem interested. Strike one pitch. Reaches out for that one and fouls it back. Strike two. Good job after giving up. The uh, single with two outs coming right back at Bartolomucci in control now 0-2. You can throw just about anything. You come to the zone or do you try to get him fishing? I keep doing what he's been doing here. He went inside, outside. He went back inside. Threw it in the dirt, though. And that'll get back to the screen, and that'll get Kasner down to second base and into scoring position. Yeah, I thought he was going to come back in there, but I thought he'd come back in with something soft. And he just kind of bowling balled the fastball. Yeah, I think he tried to overthrow that one. Probably wanted to throw it by him. Instead, threw it about 48 feet. So now it's one and two. He's still in the driver's seat here. And he threw a uh, breaking ball and struck him out. Maybe a change up there. But he got Bartolomucci out in front, and that's a big strikeout. So we've played five. It's still 3-2 Algonac as we head to the sixth next here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Dennis and Brady hanging out uh, in Algonac uh, this afternoon, bringing you high school baseball action out of the BWAC. And uh, normally it's been wacky with the BWAC games I've seen so far, but this has been a good one. 3-2, to two, the Muskrats lead. As uh, we head to the top of the uh, sixth, and it will be uh, Kavanaugh, Miracle, and Herndon coming up uh, this inning. And, and it's always when you make good plays in the uh, the field, you, you always come up to bat in the next inning. Kavanaugh swinging at the first pitch, pops it up. Bartolomucci, first baseman, right near the line. Good job there by the base runner and the uh, fielder not to make any contact. And Bartolomucci makes the catch, and there's a quick easy out. So how about what? Kasner's done since he's came into this game. Struck, had struck, struck out looking, forced a pop out to the second baseman, gave up a single, fly out to the left fielder, another fly out to the left fielder, and then pop out to the first baseman. He has been making quick work of this Yale lineup since he's came in in relief. Here's Miracle who's 0 for 2. Grounder to third and a fly ball to center. He takes one outside for ball one. 
And the other thing you got to think about is down a run in the sixth, even if you can't push across the run here, you'd like to at least extend the inning a batter or two to push it to the lineup to turn over at the top of the seventh. Swinging a foul there off of his foot. Scoreboard, I think, is going to say 0-2 here. I thought the first pitch was a ball. I might have been wrong. I think you're right. I think it should be 1-1. One one. Here's the pitch to Miracle. Swing, ground ball to short. And juggled a little bit, but he stuck with it. And the throw across the first is in time for the out. Good job there by DeBoer. Yeah, moving over there from second. Had to had to kind of, like you said, fire. I think it hit the heel of his glove, but picked it up. Good strike over to first. Now, again, looking for another quick inning from Josh Kasner. Kasner's been uh, good here in relief of Crow. Two down, nobody on, and it's Scott Harden at the plate. Fly to left and uh, hit his last time up. Takes one up and in there. Ooh, there was some smoke behind that one. <laughs> I like that pitch. Oh, yeah, nothing nothing malicious about that pitch at all. Just a little inside. Gets the batter to move their feet. That's a good thing. The 1-0. And then you go away. That's he, he missed there, but that's the right idea. You get the batter thinking, yeah, I got a knife out of the way, and then all of a sudden he's got to lean across the plate to get to a pitch. 2-0 the count, though. Arndon here swings, punches one towards right, and that's down for a base hit. A liner over the uh, head of Bartolomucci, and Herndon has his second hit, the sixth hit for the Bulldogs, and they've got a runner aboard with two outs here in the sixth. That's a really nice swing. Didn't try to do anything more than what he needed to with it, just kind of stuck his bat out, pushed it to the right side, and, well, now you got a runner on, and I think we're going to get some sort of substitution here. Gage Drouet is the uh, batter. He singled his last time up. Remember, he had a long at-bat against Crow and was trying to drive the ball to right and finally did. Looks like a pinch runner, perhaps. So Herndon will go two for three today, and he's coming out, and the player replacing him will be the That's DH Barr. next game, yeah. or next inning. So Barr now out there to run. Drie waiting on the umpire before he steps in. And Barr running it first for Herndon. And he's already in the game as a left fielder, so basically they're just taking the uh, DH out of the game. No shift here for Drouillet like last time, playing him straight up. Yeah, they got uh, the the pitcher throwing smoke on the mound now where they had the breaking ball pitcher the last <laughs> yeah. time. So they were looking for them to pull the ball. Ball one here, though. Kasner works out of the stretch full time. Now he's going to spin and fire to first. He does have a good move. Barr got back safely. Three, two muskrats. We're in the sixth. Bulldogs have a runner at first with two out. 
1-0 pitch, swung on, hit to short, and juggled, and this time DeBauer won't be able to come up with it, and that will be the uh, first uh, error of the day for Algonac. And there are two on now all of a sudden with two outs. Caden Kovac can find a way to get on, turn the lineup over. He struck out looking both times he's come up to the plate, but now is as good a time as any, and they're going to make him sit for a minute. And they're going to come yeah. out and talk with uh, with Kovac. Kasner, this was the first hitter that he faced, and, and basically he blew Kovac away. Yeah, three straight fastballs got him. Got to be aggressive here. Different, uh, not not really that different of a situation either because Kasner came in with runners at first and third with two out and got Kovac. Now you've got him at first and second with two outs and he's going to face Kovac again. But at least what the efforts of Harden and Jurier have done is you get to the seventh even if Kovac isn't able to get a hit or get on base here. You know in the in the final frame, you're gonna have the top of the order. You're gonna get some of your better hitters up and you're gonna gonna give yourself a chance. Well, you, you know that uh, too, uh, every batter you get up now puts you a batter closer to McLaughlin getting yeah. another at bat. Yeah. And if you're Algonac, you're thinking you need to get him here because if you can get a one, two, three, seventh, you don't have to face McLaughlin again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of Muskrat fans would like to see that. There's a swing on the first pitch, and he hit it foul down the left field line. I like that from Kovac. Struck out looking both times, coming out aggressive here in his third at-bat in a big spot. And put a pretty good swing on it, too. So one strike. Bar the runner at second. Drouillet is at first. He bunts down the first baseline. This is a pretty good bunt. And they're going to have to hurry. They're not going to get him. And coming around third is Barr. He's going to score on the play. The ball was bunted slowly enough, and Barr was off right away. And he went right around third and never stopped. And it's going to be an RBI bunt single, Brady, that, scoring the run from second. That was a picture perfect. Just a, just kind of pulled it with him, hit it hard enough. Coming off the mound, Kasner couldn't recover in time. First baseman went back to the mound. That is a great bunt from Kovac. And you know what I like about it? He swung at the first pitch, then laid down the bunt, backed him up, then boom, laid it down. Now got runners on the corners for Kyle Wolford looking to give Yale their first lead since what, the second inning? Yeah, we're tied at three now. Runner goes on the first pitch, and they'll take second without a throw. So Kovac is in scoring position now, second and third. And again, all of this happening after the first two batters were retired easily by Kasner here in the sixth. Wofford waiting on the 1-0. Swing, pop up. Sadler coming back to take a look, but that's going to get out of play. One ball, one strike. Yale looking to take the lead. They jumped out 2-0 in the first inning on the McLaughlin home run, and they hadn't scored since the run here in the sixth. Yeah, and how often do you see a bunt score a runner from second? It was perfect. How you, yes. couldn't, you couldn't roll it down the line any better and at any better speed. That one would have been a strike, I think, early in the game, and he takes it for ball. Yeah. I think the count is now 2-1. No, one and two. 
He just followed the. Oh no, you're right. They yeah. followed the last one. A ball. Two and I was, one. I was thinking it was a strike. Yeah. There's another pop up. Bartlemucci, the first baseman. No, the catcher Sadler going to run down the first baseline in foul territory and make the catch. That's actually a big out there. That will uh, end the uh, the threat, but the Bulldogs do push across the tying run, and we head to the bottom of the sixth, tied at three here in Elginac, and it's uh, Dennis and Brady, and we'll be back in just a moment here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michaels Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michaels Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michaels really is your dealer for the people. Michaels Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Bottom of the uh, sixth. And uh, Josh uh, Kasner, who just uh, pitched out of some trouble in the top of this inning despite giving up the tying run, will lead off for the uh, Muskrats. Pitch in the dirt, one ball, one strike. Kavanaugh still out there and working away here, Brady. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he has walked four, but not outside of the Critson home run. Not a ton of hard hit balls. There's one fisted towards third, and there's Miracle again, scooping it up and gunning it across in time to get the out. All of a sudden, Miracle's been the man here defensively in the last couple of innings. He does a very good job. That was really smooth. Scooped it up, going to his left, just firing over to first. Got him by a step. That's, a, that's another nice play from Miracle. Joey DeBauer will be the batter. He grounded out to Miracle his last time up. He also walked and scored. Way back in the second on the Critson home run. Critson will hit third this inning. Swinging at the first pitch. Fly ball, shallow center. Infielder running out. Center fielder running in, and it'll be the uh, center fielder. Drouillet, who will make the catch for an easy out. and But here's the thing. They've got them where they want them because the last couple of times the pitchers have gotten two easy outs to start the inning, we've had base runners. <laughs> and I think that's going to put Kavanaugh over the limit. And I was going to say, if you're if you're Algonac, why are, you, you want to work the count there as that's a really nice outing from Jack Kavanaugh. What, five and two-thirds, six strikeouts. Can't get the win, but he can't get the loss now either with the uh, Bulldogs tying the game up in the top of this inning. And I think, is this Hughes coming in? So they're just going to switch him around. I think going over. I think Kavanaugh is going to go to yeah. right and Hughes is going to come in and pitch. 
Yeah, that, that is what it looks like. I did get to see a little bit of Hughes' pitch back uh, on Saturday. If I can find it. Actually, no, I didn't. I thought it was. It's what I got it mixed up because had a little trouble with the lineup card I got. So I thought it was Hughes. It was not. So Hughes got a, has, a, has a tall frame for a pitcher, kind of an imposing figure on that mound. He really has a nice leg drive towards the towards the plate. Kavanaugh goes five and two-thirds, gives up uh, three runs, three hits, four walks, six strikeouts. He did give up one unearned run. That was that third muskrat run that scored on the uh, throwing error. Which I always find it funny that if the pitcher commits the error, they don't get the earned run. Actually, if it was major league scoring, I think it would have ended up being an earned oh, run because if you get the out on the sacrifice, the next hitter got a single, and sometimes they would say he would have scored. scored anyway. Yeah. All right, well, Hughes comes in, and the first guy he's got to face is James Critson, who has a two-run home run and a walk on the afternoon. Right-hand hitter. And it's smoke on the first one, and he waves right through it. Yeah, again, I like this uh, kind of slowed him down a lot with Kavanaugh and then bringing in Hughes. He's, he's pumping some gas in there. Strike one is strike two, <laughs> right down the middle, and he's throwing two darts. Just coming in aggressive, wasting no time going after the uh, third baseman for Algonac. You know, two is high. Ooh, he wanted through that one. He wanted to throw that through the bat of Critson. <laughs> Critson went right down the line and left for a two-run homer way back in the second inning. Strike three called on the inside corner. He had Critson stepping back to get out of the way, and it caught plate. And so Hughes comes in and gets a three-pitch strikeout to end the sixth. We head to the seventh, and we're all tied up at 3-3 here today in Elginac. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marys Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton with you here at uh, Algonac. Top of the seventh in a 3-3 ball game, and here's Hughes to lead it off. Two hits today, and he'll ground one to third. Critson's got it near the bag. Long throw across in the dirt. 
and it will skip by Bartolomucci, but Hughes will not be able to advance. He's aboard at uh, first, and uh, how do you want to do that one, uh, Brady? Yeah, I think that's a tough one, but I think that if that throws in there, they do get Hughes by half a step. Yeah. So I think that you, I think you got to give crits uh, in the air at third. So that's the second error against the Muskrats in as many innings. That's a tough play, but that's a play. If the throws on the if the throws catchable, that's an out. I agree. But I wanted to double check with you before I gave him. <laughs> Didn't think you were being too grumpy. Yeah. Runner goes, and he was off before the any movement by Kasner and Hughes steals that bag easily. Colhane, Colhane didn't move at all. He knew that was on, and he he was letting his uh, his guy get in the, in the scoring position. Third steal of the day for the Bulldogs. Colhane is 0 for two. He's popped to second and hit by a pitch and. A fly out to left. Shows bunt and takes. Ooh. Call that a strike? He called that a strike. So strike one to Colhane. No, I thought they got him a strike on the steal, too. No, strike two. Yeah, that's right. Strike two to Colhane. See if they're still thinking bunt. They're pinching at the corners just in case. And he was going to swing that time, but the pitch was outside in the uh, other batter's box. One and two. The scoreboard puts up one and one, but that was the third pitch to him. Big lead off a second for Hughes. And now time is called at the plate by Cole Hayne. Yeah, the second baseman, Crow, is in regular position. The shortstop, DeBoer, not really paying a lot of attention to Hughes. He bluffs him, but Colhane swings. There's a shot to left Ooh. down the line foul. That was hit hard. He was on top of that just a little early. Now, Kastner was throwing hard when he first came in. He Brady looks to me like he slowed down a little bit. Yeah, I, I'd agree. And, you know, I know you don't want to take too much attention on Hughes, but you can't let him get some of the leads he's getting because – I mean, it, it is a tie game in the yeah. top of the seventh. You got to at least give your outfielders a chance on a base hit it, it, to the grass. Now they've got the second baseman, Crow. Over yeah, he's close about to a the step bag. and a half closer to second base than he was before the last pitch. The one two is in the dirt. Good stop by Sadler. Two and two. Yeah, you don't want a wild pitch here. They didn't get the bunt down. You don't want that base runner getting to third that, with nobody out. Yeah, that's a play that depending on what happens the rest of this game, could end up being a big one. Now the 2-2 two -two to Colhane. Nope. Kasner's going to spin and bluff to second. Just keeping him honest. And Hughes doesn't need a lot of help because he's got those long strides. And timeout called again at home plate by Colhane. You can tell Colhane has a pretty good knowledge of the game. Uh, be, one, being a catcher, and two, the way he's called time twice, he's taking command of this at-bat from the batter's box. So Kasner checks second. 2-2 two -two pitch. Strike three called on the outside corner. Good pitch by Kasner in a big situation. He gets a big out there. And now, Brady, uh, I know it's a tie game. I know you don't want to put guys on, but uh, I'm not throwing McLaughlin a strike. 
Yeah, but I'm not. I I just let him go down to first base, set up a double play. Yeah, the last two at bats flew out not particularly hard to left field and grounded out to the shortstop in the time before that. So if you're McLaughlin, uh, I know you. you know. I have a long memory, and I'm thinking <laughs> about the one that went over the yeah. left center field fence and is still rolling out. You don't towards need the lake. that. Just need a nice single up the middle. Swinging a foul straight back, and he had a big cut on that one. Don't have to put it over the fence. Just need to get Hughes home from second. He's got decent wheels out there. So just just find some space, hit it where they're not, and, and bring them in. Strike one pitch. Kasner working out of the stretch as he does regardless of the situation. Strike two to McLaughlin. He kind of laid the bat on the shoulder that time and watched that one go by. Kasner challenged him. So now it's 0-2. This is a big pitch right here. Three, three, tie, top of the seventh. One out, runner on. Swing and a miss. Pulled the string on him, and that's a huge strikeout for Kasner. Not out of the woods yet, though. Here comes Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, you remember, he hit a hard line drive to the first baseman, but now you went from having a man on second with nobody out to back-to-back -back strikeouts. On two big hitters. Yeah, and now you need a base hit, and even then, do you, do you bring the outfield in still just an extra step or two? I, I think with two outs, Hughes will be going on the crack of the bat, and with those long strides, you're going to do what you can to give your outfielders a chance. Kavanaugh takes one inside. What they did with uh, Kovac last inning might work here, Brady. They're back at the corners. Just another little bunt. Push it. Yeah, that that you just got to be weary of that. Now they're going to try a pickoff at second. See, now you Crow wasn't even to the bag when he caught that ball. You don't have to worry about him. You got the two outs. You got the two big strikeouts. Yeah. Just focus on on Kavanaugh. Keep throwing it hard. His last two at bats, so after the lineout, a strikeout and it popped out to the first baseman. There's that Ooh. high strike. <laughs> and he's been calling it all game, so it's one well, and one outside of last inning. Yeah, the, well, I, you, you get one. In a seven-inning ball game, you're going to miss one. Nobody, nobody complaining because he has been calling that all day long. Here's the 1-1. Kavanaugh swings. There's a drive out into right. That's going to drop for a base hit. And Hughes is going to score as it's booted by Wisniewski. And I think Hughes would have scored anyways. But Yale takes the lead 4-3 to three on a clutch two-out RBI single from Jack Cavanaugh here in the top of the seventh. That's a great piece of hitting. Just slapped it to the opposite field. Wisniewski would have had a better play, but he had to take a second to handle it. And now, wow, after two big strikeouts, you thought they were going to tiptoe out of danger. Not so. That's the eighth uh, Bulldog hit, but keep in mind the error that starts the inning comes around to score. So now it's four, three Bulldogs here in the seventh. Two out runner at first and a pitch outside to Miracle who's 0 for 3. He's grounded to third, flied to center, and grounded to short. Love to keep a two out rally going. You got the lead, but you'd like to give 
your uh, your pitcher a little insurance. Swing and a miss. He had a big cut there, and uh, Kasner pulled the string again. One ball, one strike. I like the silver helmet. Most of the Yale guys have white helmets. It is slick. Miracle's got a slick silver helmet. Throw over to first. Ooh, that was close. A lot of oohs and ahs yeah. on the muskrat side. The Alcanac dugout wanted that one. That was close. But getting back uh, was Kavanaugh with the head first dive. Swinging a foul straight back to the screen. Bartolomucci has an advantage over there at first being left-handed. He can just drop the glove down. And that always makes it look closer. Oh, yeah. And like you, uh, like we've said before, Kashner has a pretty good cannon over there to uh, first base. One and two on Miracle. Breaking ball just missed. <laughs> two and two. That's a tough take on one and two. That's a ball locker. Like Even if you want to swing, you just can't pull the trigger on it. Two-two pitch with two outs here in the seventh swing. There's a drive out into center field. Thomason, though, looks like he's got a beat on it. He'll drift over a few steps and make the catch for the third out. But the Bulldogs do damage in the uh, top of the seventh. They score the go-ahead run. We head to the bottom of the seventh, and it's 4-3 Bulldogs here on GetStuckOnSports.com. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompson-engineering.com or call them at 810-221-1667. That's 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. Since 1923, Mama Vicky's has been Port Huron's original Coney Island with two convenient locations to serve you. Mama Vicky's Downtown is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Vicky's North End is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. And Fridays and Saturdays, they stay open till 8 p.m. With delicious Coney dogs for only a buck 59, you can make every day a Coney day. That's right, Coney's for just $1.59. Mama Vicky's, a Port Huron original since 1923. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton with you here as we're getting set for the bottom of the seventh here at Algonac. It's been a good one. 4-3, the Bulldogs uh, lead. They jumped out to a 2-0 lead early. Uh, Algonac got two in the second, one in the third, led three to two all the way to the sixth when the Bulldogs tied it, and then they got the go-ahead run on the RBI single with two outs in the top of the seventh from Jack Cavanaugh. They'll face uh, Preston Hughes here in the bottom of the uh, seventh now. Hughes is pitched to one hitter, Critson, and he struck him out and pretty much blew him away. He'll face Sadler. We'll get a pinch hitter. Matt Meldrum is waiting on deck to hit for Cope. And then Thomason is the third scheduled hitter here in the seventh. And swinging at the first pitch and hitting it to second. And that's fielded cleanly by Kavanaugh. And he'll flip over for the out. Wasn't a bad swing. Just hit it right to the second baseman. Squared it up. 
just, just again, couldn't really do much more with that. Good play by Kovac. And now. Actually, they've got Kovac out and right now, and oh, Kavanaugh's oh, at second. Right. Yeah, moving it all around, messing me up. Yeah, here comes Matt Meldrum. He'll bat for Cope. Cope was 0 for 1 with a walk and a fly to left. Meldrum, big right-hand hitter. That's a great fastball at the yep. knees. Hughes is not messing around. He is throwing it hard. Strike one to Meldrum. Swing and a foul straight back. i got to imagine they're putting Meldrum in there to uh, tie the game right now. Yeah, he looks like the, the type of player that if he runs into one, he's in scoring position. Here's the 0-2, though. Oh, he threw him a breaking ball, got him to wave and miss. They'll have to throw down to first to complete the strikeout, but that was a good sequence again by Hughes. Fastball, fastball, and then he absolutely lobbed it up there. Yeah, no, uh, Meldrum was sitting for, for the heater, and he got him good. That's a great uh, sequence of pitches. Tigers should get Hughes. This is how you're supposed to close <laughs> the ball game. All right, Thomason is the last hope for Algonac. Wow. He'll take a strike on the outside corner as Hughes just continues <laughs> He's painting to right throw now. fastballs. Except for the one pitch to Meltrum. Here's the 0-1. Swung on and lashed foul down the third baseline. Thomason a little late on that one. 0-2, so they're down to their last strike. Six pitches, six strikes for Hughes here. I believe he struck out Critson on three straight. Or... Meldrum. Yeah. No, back in the. Oh, yeah. There's a swing and a miss. He got him. Colhoun dug it out of the dirt and tags the uh, batter, Thomason. And the ball game comes to an end. Hughes strikes out three of the four batters that he faces, and he'll pick up the win today in relief of Jack Cavanaugh, who went five and two-thirds. Hughes goes an inning and a third and strikes out uh, three. Kasner will take the loss, and we'll tell you all about it in just a moment. Your final score is the Bulldogs 4 and the Muskrats 3 here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Ron Viking Stadium in Marysville. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back with Brady uh, Beaton here at the uh, Swamp, and it was a, a good ball game uh, here today, uh, Brady. 
there were a couple of mistakes, and actually they ended up being kind of costly in the grand schemes. But for the most part, this was a really well-played baseball game, uh, and you're not going to see a whole lot better from teams, especially this early in the season. No, no, and what I liked from the pitching was you had a lot of people throwing strikes. Kavanaugh did walk four, but actually for for Algonac, no base on balls, two hit batters, but did not, I guess technically did not feign a walk, and I thought the pitching performance from Preston Hughes was looked like late season form. Like he was electric. I, I'd have to go back and check. I think he threw 10 straight strikes when he came in and and got three strikeouts in that time. Yeah, you, you had uh, good performances from all four pitchers, but Hughes by far and away had the best stuff. Uh, and uh, he was uh, he looked unhittable there at the uh, end of the ball game. Uh, on the offensive side of uh, things today, Preston Hughes with two hits and uh, two runs scored uh, in the uh, ball game. Of course, uh, Connor McLaughlin with a, a two-run home run in the first inning. That was an absolute bomb out to left center uh, field. Uh, yeah, I'm saying 350, 360 easy. Jack Cavanaugh went one for four, but that one hit was a single in the top of the seventh to drive in what turned out to be the game-winning run. And which, by the way, don't forget to mention was after the, uh, Kasner struck out Colhane and McLaughlin yeah. to get to him. Yeah, Scott Herndon had two hits today and scored a uh, run. Uh, Drouillet with a hit and uh, Kovac with a hit and an RBI, but it was a unique one. It was a bunt with a runner at second that rolled up the first baseline and scored the runner. Yeah, not only was it a bunt, it was after he had already swung at the first pitch. On the uh, Muskrat side, Kastner had a uh, base hit, a base hit for Bartolomucci, uh, and they had a two-run homer from James uh, Critson. Their uh, other run scored on a uh, throwing uh, error, uh, and that was it. Three runs, three hits, two errors for Algonac, four runs, eight hits, one error by the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs get the win this afternoon by a final score of 4-3. to three. Any final thoughts, Brady? No, it's just these are two good baseball teams. I expect them to, to be near the top of the BWAC. Again, pitchers that throw strikes, a lot of kids that can put a good at-bat. This was, for being an early April baseball game, I, I think both coaches, I know you always like to win, but it, it, it's very it's a lot of stuff to build on for the rest of the year. Yeah, we've got softball tomorrow on both uh, streams, so tune in right around uh, 4 o'clock. I believe uh, I'm on the air from Marine City as they're taking on Port here at I. 4.30, Brady will be in St. Clair as they take on Anchor Bay. Once again, the final score here this afternoon from the Swamp, the Yale Bulldogs 4, the Algonac Muskrats 3. Hope you enjoyed this afternoon's high school baseball game here on GetStuckOnSports.com. You've been listening to High School Baseball on the Blue Water Area's leader in live play-by-play of high school sports. Get stuck on sports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. For future game broadcasts, please check out our schedule page at getstuckonsports.com.